The future of transport in a city like Dubai is something that gets many people excited. From trams to metros to flying taxis, Dubai has always been one step ahead. This week, we chat to Willem Hedberg, a Norwegian entrepreneur who launched car sharing company eCar in Dubai in 2016. Welcome to Dubai Works, a business podcast about the innovators, the products, the services, and trending topics. Loving Dubai's take on the business stories that matter. My name is Richard Fitzgerald. I'm the founder of Augustus Media, publishers of Love in Dubai, Love in Saudi, and Smashy TV. Each week, we'll be interviewing the dynamic business leaders of Dubai. Wilhelm, good to have you on Dubai Works. Thank you. Good morning. How, how's everything? Everything's fantastic. Yeah. So tell us about eCar. So eCar is the Middle East's first and largest car sharing operator. What that means effectively is that we have a, um, a plethora of vehicles that you can book and unlock via our mobile app. And you pay per minute, pick up the car anywhere, drop it off wherever you want in the city. So car sharing as opposed to you drive the car, unlike Uber or Kareem, you drive the car. And secondly, car sharing, you're not actually in a car with other people, but mm-hmm. you don't own the car. Right. So, so it's yeah. kind of like a rental version of what? We call it self-drive. Self-drive. Right. So it's, it's, uh, it's micro car rental. Yeah. We're, 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 we're taking the existing car rental model, which we consider to be a bit of a dinosaur at this point in time, conceptually having to wait in line to then scan your passport to talk to a person at a kiosk who has to then go find a car for you, and 30 minutes later you're cranking uh, on the engine. With us, it's a simple click, book, go. So when people say that Uber and the Airbnb, this is more like on-demand cars, like the Netflix of cars. Yeah, you can look at it like that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, was it a model in another market, or is Dubai pioneering? Is this the first time this region has seen it? Yeah. So when we did the, when we looked into it, my my uh, co-founder and I, my business partner, um, we noticed when we we started thinking about car sharing because it exists in all the major cities in Europe and it exists in all the major cities in the United States. It didn't exist anywhere in MENA. Um, so we, we thought, you know, there is no better city in the region to launch this idea than, than Dubai. And when did you set it up? So we set it up in 2016. We actually started with the launching of our service in Abu Dhabi with Etihad Airways. It's so, still um, very new. It's only a few years old. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very new. Um, we actually named the company eCar with a K because EK is the call sign for Emirates Airlines flights. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we recognized the fact that the low-hanging fruit was the 17,000 cabin crew. And one of many consistencies that they have, but in their towers where they live, is that the parking lots there are completely empty. Really? So they don't yeah. own cars, yet they, they need them on demand when they're in the city. Yeah, so they can rent cars. That was kind of always the former solution. But the idea of having cars parked in the basements that they can just unlock and use whenever they want, pay per minute, makes a lot more financial sense than it would be to, for example, lease a car for a month, which was not cost effective for a cabin crew who's only in town 10 days of the month. Uh, or you know, spending all the time to rent a car by the day, and it's kind of a hassle. So this was sort of a perfect solution for, okay. for them. Um, what we didn't realize was that um, once we had launched those services, that the scope of our idea could actually be widened out to the city. And then we launched uh, Dubai in January uh, 2017. 
And then Abu Dhabi, we launched in 2018 in the citywide. And at this point in time, we have somewhere in the neighborhood around 75,000 members that are using the cars actively. Incredible. Wow, yeah. that's fast growth. Yeah, uh, thank you. So eCar is an app. Do you, you obviously own the app. Do you own the cars? What else, what else is it? So um, the app we own, we have an in-house tech team, got fantastic guys run by um, a very talented um, sort of uh, app uh, engineer from Canada. So we own that IP. Um, as far as the cars are concerned, we are effectively getting cars for free. Uh, and we will then take that and, and profit share with, with the uh, dealerships or, or so on. And, and on the back of this, we're getting a tremendous amount of support from, from the manufacturers. Uh, a great example would be Mini Cooper. We, uh, we have a partnership uh, arrangement with them whereby we're, we're getting you know, sort of highly discounted cars to put in, into our fleet. Um, Teslas, we, we're the first car sharing operator in the world to have Teslas uh, down in Abu Dhabi. That's, wow. that's in sponsorship with, the, um, with Mazar City. So people can go on the e-car app in Abu Dhabi and select a Tesla if it's Yeah, you pay per minute Tesla, Model X and Model S, yeah. So how did you raise <coughs> money? Is this a bootstrap company or? Yeah, so we, um, we've, we've gone through a few rounds of funding um, and we've been quite quite uh, privileged to have strategic investors on board. Um, so we've been able to, to get that uh, through, which People has been interesting journey. In the, in the mobility sector in the region? Yeah, I, I'm not going to deny the fact that uh, the Kareem exit probably had something to do with this as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, I think mobility has become a kind of a hot space yeah. to, to look into. Yeah. But also, we're, we're solving uh, real world problems here. I mean. Uh, take Saudi, for example, where... You're in Saudi as well? Yeah, we're in Saudi. We, we, we've been in partnership with Aramco for quite a while. Uh, we had our vehicles there for about an eight-month period, <coughs> testing in their compounds. Um, we have an office in, in Riyadh. We have um, the, the full staff. We're, we're launching out in Riyadh uh, over the course of the next uh, 30, 40 days uh, with a few hundred cars that will be available. So, uh, you know, Kareem a famous exit story that's kind of still materializing uh, you know for billions of dollars and they raised hundreds of millions of dollars is that the size you, uh, have you you know how many millions are you looking at here is it a lot of funding so um, <clears throat> there's some things I can't talk about right now um, but I would say our trajectory uh, is is on the back of very uh, fast-paced growth um, but under control growth, of course. So, uh, so you don't yeah. have the drivers, mm -hmm. you don't own the cars, uh, you have a, an app. Why do you need to raise a lot of money? So the unit economics of the vehicles are such that we need to put some money towards the uh, hardware stack that would be in there. Plus there are staff costs allocated. For example, we have a <coughs> tech team or we have 24-hour uh, customer service that are multilingual. So there are costs associated with sort of, uh, you know, the staffing bit. But a large proportion of, of our uh, cost is marketing. Um, Acquisition of customers and things like that. Precisely. Yeah. Uh, so that is actually expensive because we have to not only educate people on what this is, but how to use the service, it, especially in cities where this has never existed before. Mm. Uh, once they 
are first educated about what this is, who we, who we are, and so on, then we can hopefully get them to book a car and use And once they use it once, there's a tremendous amount of stickiness. They'll, they'll hang on board, but it's just getting people over that threshold. Now, in Saudi, for example, there's 10 million women who can now drive or have access to getting driver's licenses. So we see ourselves <coughs> excuse me, as being a first car solution for Saudi women, for example. Like that, that is a position for us that makes a tremendous amount of sense, much like our idea to help cabin crew. Um, so, but in order to get to bridge that gap, we have to educate the masses about what this is, and, and that's expensive. But once they, as you said, the concept is easy to understand once you know it exists, but right. it hasn't been there before. So that's expensive and uh you know and expanding and it takes a lot of time and uh, etc uh this this seems to be very complex uh in terms of regulation and system behavior how how did you end up in this space have you always been in the transport industry Uh, is this something that you uh, understand a lot and you have a lot of experience in so i'm from Norway. <clears throat> and in Norway, we have two options after we graduate from college. We have oil and gas or shipping, uh, more or less. So I got into shipping. That was my career after my MBA. And then I moved to Dubai 10 years ago and worked in, uh, with the largest automobile shipper in, in the world. And during my tenure as a commercial manager, I shipped in the neighborhood of around a million cars around this region. So I was always in the logistics space. Then later, I, s- I started my own company that deals with ISO certification or quality management systems, and I worked with hundreds of companies around here, consulting and so on. So <clears throat> I really learned how to finesse uh, my skill set on building quality systems and processes and things like this. And I think the two of them merged together, created um, the recipe to be able to execute eCar quite well. Okay, so but not necessarily in the transport section sector, uh, and you've learned that as you've gone, and you yeah. So <clears throat> the car rental piece, I guess, is new to me, but I I know the formula for um, for logistics. Let's yeah. say right. So that piece I had, but this sort of B to C business, um, app business, this is all totally brand new to me, um, and it just it just reflects on how important it is to hire good people. Um, which, it, which can at times be difficult um, in the app space in this part of the world. So at times we'd actually have to import people or hire people from abroad to come in to facilitate with this. But we're privileged. We've got a great team. How has it been like doing this in a city like Dubai? It's a new concept. Uh, was it embraced and supported? And how has that been, working with regulation and things like that? So uh, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the RTA. Um, there was a tender that went out in, at the end of 2016, uh, and a lot of companies competed, and two companies were awarded. We were one of the two that were awarded the, uh, the tender. So, so the RTA recognized this was an area that they wanted to get involved in. <clears throat> Precisely. This is one of their verticals of mobility that they, they, they're looking at. We've been very privileged in the sense that um, we've been working with the regulators to make sure that we are abiding by all the, the laws of the land, and we keep them updated on, on, on everything. Um, and I think at this point, we've had two, three years of operations, and I think we've created a, quite a good rumor for ourselves. Mm. And I think that at this point, there's a, a, a certain degree of, of trust and respect um, from, from the government entities. They're like, okay, these e-car guys, they're, 
They're good. So I was running in Jamara yesterday morning, and mm-hmm. I saw an Infinity e-car parked. Yeah. Uh, what, what's what's happening there? Has someone left that the night before? Who's paying for the parking to the RTA? Like all these things, I kind of question. Who's paying for insurance? Who's paying for petrol? Uh, can you explain that sort of? Sure. Narrative? So <coughs> the the user of the app, um, you can book a car now, or you can book a car in, in the future. As soon as you unlock the car, you're, you're getting billed by the minute. And typically, uh, that, that cost would be somewhere in the neighborhood of, of calculating out to be about 30 to maybe 55 dirham per hour, give or take. And that pricing in- includes parking, and it includes insurance. Okay. So there's no uh, sort of additional uh, cost uh, elements. Uh, you can't, you, there is an optionality to add on uh, a more, a more protection on the insurance. So there's zero deductible. That's like an, an additional option that we have now. Um, but otherwise, it's, it's a very clean and, and a well set up system. Also, fuel is also included in that, that piece. All the cars have VIP fuel tags. You simply just drive up to any EPCO or ENOX station and they'll fuel for you. And then you're on your way. There's no transactional yeah. handing over of credit cards or anything. And then your, your uh, membership gets credited 15 minutes of drive time. So it's a very seamless, um, sort of experience. Where because you took the <coughs> task to fill it up, you get an extra 15 minutes. Yeah, we give you a, a, a bonus. However, we, we still do fuel our own cars uh, in the early morning hours to try to make sure that the, the vehicles have as much fuel as possible, just to avoid that additional uh, point. for. H- how many cars are in the city of Dubai at the moment? So we have around 350, something in the neighborhood of around that. But that's not all with RTA. So we have, we have 200 with the RTA. Uh, which is a paper minute service, um, which is called Dubai Car. And then we have an additional amount of fleet that are under a program we call eCar X, which is a daily rental. So <clears throat> there you're not doing per minute. Mm. It's, it's for the, the customers that want to have a car for, let's say, a week or, or something, a little bit longer. Yeah. It, it's a bit more convenient for them in that regard. Amazing. Yeah. So where are we going with this in terms mm. of uh, you know, the future of car rental and stuff like that? What, what do you think the trends are? Do you think that electric vehicles plays into your model well? And so, so on the electric side, of course, just demonstrating with the Teslas, it's working obviously really well. What's happening now in the world of, uh, from the manufacturer's side, they're actually installing this software into the vehicles when they're manufactured. So, so they, they kind of <coughs> open the key, the app software, all that stuff. Yeah. <coughs> so we should be integrated directly with a car without a hardware unit moving forward at some point wow. soon. Um, but car sharing as a business is actually going to become obsolete in the next, let's say, eight years or so. This is, we're just riding a certain wave until autonomous vehicles will be coming, and then we'll pivot into the autonomous uh, fleets. So what does that mean? There's, there's, a level f- uh, there, there's up to a level five autonomous car. So right now you'll see like Teslas, for example. You can, you can drive a Tesla, and you can put it on autopilot, and it'll drive like sort of a, on a long stretch on a, on a highway. But to get to stage five, that means there's no steering wheel. You're, liter- you're literally just sitting in a car, and it can come pick you up and drop you wherever you want. Do you uh, own that car? So the, point, the point is here that um, it wouldn't necessarily make sense for people to own any cars anymore. So over the next 10 years, uh, what will happen is that um, autonomous car sharing will will come to exist. Um, our children's generation 
are not going to own their own cars. It, or some might, it would be like a hobby, nearly, uh, to own a car. But effectively, mobility, uh, it's going to be changing drastically. Right. So, for example, after this interview, I would simply book an uh, um, autonomous car, it'll come pick me up, uh, it'll, it'll leave and depart at the closest charge station where it's at, pick me up, drop me wherever I want, and then drive itself to the next charge station. So the, on the fleet side, as a fleet manager of a car sharing company, we are perfectly positioned to take on board autonomous vehicles when they come. And in Dubai as well, you're perfectly positioned with the innovations that's happening in this city. Yeah, exactly. So we, we want to be ahead of it. We've been, uh, we've been contacted by uh, massive companies um, mm -hmm. to, to have these discussions already. We have about a, something like a terabyte of data, of just information on how cars move in the city. Wow. Uh, we, can, we can sort of tell how traffic flows and things that's of this incredible. nature. And that's all very helpful for city planning and for um, looking at autonomous uh, vehicles and <clears throat> what time of day they would be relevant and so on. So there's a lot of exciting stuff that will be happening in the future. Amazing. Yeah. That's a good note to end on. Thanks yeah. very much, Wilhelm, okay. for coming in. Yeah. And we'll keep in touch with the progress of eCar in the future. Sounds good. Thanks for having me.